Hey, Brian. Oh my goodness. Up it is. Up. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's been so long. Oh my gosh. Been a little while. Yes. It feels really weird. So we're so happy to be with everybody. Thanks for listening. If, yes. If you've missed us, it's because both Brian's family and my family and another close friend's family all had COVID. Yeah, so, that was good times right there. No, it really wasn't. So, I mean, like, I hate to be like this because we have a message we're, we're holding, but do take care of yourself, everybody. That's right. That's very important. Is real. It's, yeah. It is real. Uh, I, I can speak from experience. Uh, January 1st, 2022. That's how yep. I started this year. <laughs> Yikes. I woke up that morning. I was all right. By the evening, I was like, something ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Monday, uh, I wasn't feeling well and just went to Walmart and we were already trying to get some COVID tests. So I was just grabbing some groceries and stuff. and Masked, of course. Yeah. masked of course yes, yeah yes. and happened to walk by the aisle that had a few tests in there so you know i grabbed the maximum number that i could just intuitively wow yeah, yeah. and then me. um went home took a test positive <laughs> and then spent the rest of the week in my garage <laughs> so, my gosh it's so yeah. sad that yeah. is so sad in the hopes that my family wouldn't get it and guess right. what they all got it one by one. Took us down. It was really <laughs> one by one. Fantastically not cool. Yeah, it was probably oh that same week. My husband and I and our kids were in Leavenworth, oh. and masked. And we, as we drove to Leavenworth, we were like, we've heard a lot about Omicron. And Brent, my husband was like, oh, I'm really nervous that we're gonna get COVID. And sure is, you know what. <laughs> <laughs> did i say that here or listeners of that kind uh, you know i don't know what the age level is that's, oh my I gosh right i had somebody some say to me like i had somebody say to me oh that's so nice this might be insensitive but they said to me oh that's so nice that you speak french <laughs> <laughs> i don't speak french sorry if we have any french listeners i yeah. don't mean that yeah. as as a derogatory at all but um, yeah, we all got COVID, but we got it a little bit differently. We just all got it, but we were in a van together, like sure. went to a hotel together, went to restaurants, a, a restaurant together. We think that's where we got it, but, but it could have been anywhere on that trip. So anyway, stay safe, get your vaccinations and boosters. I am, we're scheduled to get boosted soon. So yeah, we were scheduled for boosters and then, and then I got it and we unscheduled <laughs> the boosters. And now we need to reschedule the boosters. Yeah, that's sad. Okay, cool. So that's where we've been. We've been missing you. We've been missing doing this and talking about this and, and growing as uh, bridge builders for racial reconciliation. Um, gosh, Brian, wide awakening. Both Annie and I, we, we've shared our podcasts on our social media stuff. Yeah. And and prior to this, like I've shared some stuff on my own social media um, that has flared up some people, okay, sure. uh, and has created some responses. Uh, many would say that I have not engaged those responses well. Mm. You're, you're welcome to look through my social media. It's all still on there, and you can make your own decision, your own judgment. Sure. And, and like we always say, if you're a person of color 
and you are reading the way that I'm engaging um, the the responses people are giving me. Yeah. If you if you would like to offer an assessment of what I'm doing and what I'm saying, I'd be happy to hear it. I promise. Totally. Um, it may not feel like I would, but but I promise I would. Oh no, for sure, hundred um, percent. But I guess I guess it's made me think about some things because the the primary responses I get from people on social media are white people. Uh, yeah. And and they're not happy with what I'm posting. Okay? Mm-hmm. But then on the side, I'm also getting um, private messages uh, from people of color who are just saying, "Hey." Thanks, thanks for doing this. And, and it's made me realize um, who my audience actually is. It's made me do a lot of prayer and a lot of wrestling and a lot of struggling with who um, God is calling me to in this season of my life. And, and I guess I, uh, I'm realizing that, that actually, I think every Jesus follower has a call to represent Jesus uh, to, to the one sheep who leaves the hundred. Yeah. Right. For whatever reason, I think, I think because of the context, that parable is, is like, Oh, well that one sheep left in sin. And that's why you go after them because you care about them and you love them. Um, but that one sheep could leave for all kinds of reasons, uh, disappointment, disillusionment, disheartening, um, all kinds of reasons, feeling left out, whatever. And the good shepherd leaves the 99 and goes after the one. And there's something about that, that we get to represent uh, Jesus and, and white people, we need to do that. Yeah. And, and when uh, a person of color is willing to say, Hey, Brian, you are one of five white Christians actually willing to talk about racism. And I thank Mm you. I begin to realize who my target audience actually is. Yeah. And that that is where the ministry is. And then regardless of what's happening on social media or a way anybody thinks I am or am not engaging people, um, I, I'm becoming aware of where the true ministry is. Hmm. And that's not to say that I think I'm doing it well or perfect no, or good or any of that kind of no, stuff. Yes. I'm just I'm those kinds of responses are what's helping me realize where the actual ministry is. Sure. The second target audience, I think, would be any person of color who's willing to say, hey, Brian, um, here's how racist you are. <laughs> like, yeah. And go, okay, please share with me. Um, I think that, I think Jesus's Sermon on the Mount gives us a great rubric. I, I think I've said this before of, of how to examine and be okay with examine. Um, it's this idea that because Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of sin, it's always okay to ask the question, how sinful am I? Yeah. And, and Jesus, show me how lustful I am, how murderous I am, how stingy I am, how judgmental I am, how gossipy I am, how racist I am, how sexist I am, how classist I am. Because at the foot of the cross with Jesus, it is, it is safe to ask these questions it Dang, is safe yeah. for him to reveal yep. so that I can be redeemed to- well, and, yep. and then make corrections and reparations where necessary so yep. as to be reconciled to my neighbor who I want to love as myself. Man, and so, so, so it has to be okay to, to ask these questions. Well, it it's only okay. okay because of grace. It's Bingo. only okay. Yeah, yeah. We have so much grace and love. Come yeah. confess. And, no problem. Yeah. And so, so we want people of color to say, Brian and Annie, 
here's here's what we're hearing here's what you need to know here's where you can make a change yeah the third target audience for me would be any white person who is saying you know what brian you know what annie i realize i'm asking the same questions and i'm on the yeah. same journey yeah and i'd like to journey with you and i'd like to learn more yep now the fourth target audience wow okay, man there's lay it tears, out, lay right? it out. this Come is on. tears would be the antagonistic white person. Oh, and, and I want you to understand something. Um, there are better people than myself made to debate with the antagonistic white person. Mm -hmm. I'm not that guy. Yeah. Uh, I just call an attention to that. Okay. I'm not that sure. guy. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be engaged. You are just as worthy of being engaged. I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. Now, you may have decided, well, guess what, Brian? You're doing a white awakening podcast, so I've made you that guy. Sure. That's so true. Yeah. I, I realize that's the exposure I put myself in. I, that's the place I've put myself in doing this. Right. I'm just sharing my heart, my intentions, my thoughts right here. I love it. I'm Thank not you. the best person to engage the antagonistic white person on the issue of racism. Absolutely. We have built this podcast around the idea racism is very real and okay. people are being harmed by it. Yep. And my job as a follower of Jesus is to say, God, change me. Transform me by the renewing of my mind. Help me take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Mm -hmm. And in this area of racism, this is how I'm trying to live. This is how I'm trying to practice. And he's doing the same thing. And I think as we get farther into this journey, uh, all of that's just becoming more and more aware to me and yeah. verbalizing it helps. Yeah. And gives people a, a window into like your intention and your heart, which yeah. is so good. So for me, when Brian outlines those one, two, three, four, my, the number three, the white audience that wants to journey with us, it's my prayer that that also um helps do your first audience that those yes. people of color that are like wow thank you so much for talking about this like if if the white people who are like oh my gosh i didn't realize oh my gosh there's so much like here's where this system this school system this healthcare yeah. system this this church system like here's where we've you know missed uh loving our neighbor as ourselves when those people come along i hope it encourages the people of color that need to know that all God's, all God's people, all, all people are loved by God and all God's people are, all people are seen by us. Yeah. You know, that's, right. that's so, yeah, it's kind of smushed for me, but so good. So good. Thank you for sharing that, Brian. Anything you want to add to that? Um, I, I think to just be like, uh, how do I say this? I, I think there probably needs to be some correction um, in what I've said is my, you know, that kind of tier target audience. I don't know exactly what it is. And yeah, so yeah. like if there, if there needs to be some edit to that, there, especially if you're a person of color who's like, uh, I get your heart, Brian, or I don't get your heart, Brian. And when you said this, like it kind of triggered me a bit. Um, that's, that's why we're doing this. That's what I want to hear. That's and so if you're cool. willing to share it. So Brian, what it would be kind of cool. Like, I love what you're saying because it's talking about process. Yeah. Like this is a process, the white awakening. Like, it's not like, 
well, okay, I know we joked about like the word woke, like it's whole. Yeah, right. Like, don't yeah, use it, it is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's a process. Like it's okay to, to to be wrong. It's okay to step in and be and yeah. struggle. So Brian, if in a month or two you're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna change that. What I said. Awesome. We'll we'll connect it back to this. You know what I mean? Like, and and it'll be amazing. So yeah, but yeah. So maybe maybe just some expansion then, as Please. I would just say, like this this call of the Jesus follower. I think we're called to represent Jesus to anyone who feels unseen and unheard. Like anyone, because it's the unseen and the unheard that often feel like the one sheep who have left the other 99. Mm -hmm. And Jesus goes after that one. Jesus says to the 99, hey, guess what? You're okay. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yep. This doesn't mean I love this one more than you. It means... I've taken care of you. You're okay. I have to go. I have to go here. Right. And this is not to say that I think I've got a, a savior complex, although some no. might inherit that way. And if you do, uh, let's talk about that for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, but it's just more of like every Jesus follower, if we're following Jesus, we follow him after the ones who feel unseen and unheard by the systems of this human world. Totally. And human systems always end up leaving somebody out. Yeah. There's no reason to act as if the human system I'm in is 100% perfect. Let's acknowledge it's not. 100%. And then yeah. ask, how does the kingdom of God go after the ones who feel unseen and unheard mm-hmm. in every area of life? Uh, and that's why we then as individuals have to ask, okay, well, how do I contribute to that? Totally. Jesus. Jesus, what are the offensive ways in me? How sexist am I? How classist am I? How racist am I? And what would you like to change? How would you like to transform me? And so that I become a person who is representing you to everyone who feels unseen and unheard by the human systems of this world. Yeah. And I would just, what, (sighs) thank you so much. Because seriously, unseen and unheard if i'm honest with my 44 years of existence there's a lot of people of color that i have unseen and unheard that's right i have not been educated by many people of color i have not listened for the outcry from any people of color like including like it's horrifying but you all know because i've already shared my mistakes and i'll share more of them my own daughter who's a person of color like i have glossed over it and looked over it and and that's definitely when you say that brian it's like yeah how do we how are we being a part of unseeing and unhearing people and how do we go let me align with god and god's heart for everybody that's right yep and 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 like you said in every aspect of life so that's really really super good thank you for that um so if you are with us whatever level uh, not it's not a level but whatever of those that list that brian just made like we are so happy you're here um if you're feeling antagonistic that's okay um thanks thanks for still joining us yes exactly <laughs> like like we actually i have a podcast planned for us where we're just going to address people's feedback because we've gotten mm-hmm. a lot of feedback through social media through emails through facebook through whatever so we want to just go through everybody's feedback and kind of be like hey yeah that is true or hey yeah that that's not what we meant or whatever. Right. right so, right. 
but I do want to say we do want we're you know we're two people who are ex-pastors well right now we're not pastoring and we in between roles if you will (laughs) we're in between roles yeah we're seeing where God is leading us and we really would love to uh, support our speakers that we have come on here. And so we started a patron, patreon.com slash forward slash backslash white awakening. Backslash white awakening podcast. Backslash white awakening podcast. It's also in our Instagram. If you follow us on Instagram and we would love to get your support only, only to um, pay for our speakers, we would really love to give them honorariums for joining us and sharing their stories and their hearts and talking to two white people about um, racism. It's just, it's a lot to ask, quite honestly. We've had a lot That's of right. people say, I'm just not ready for it. Like, I love yeah. you, Annie. I love yep. what you and Brian are doing, but I'm just not ready for it. Yep. And so the ones that have joined us, we'd love to give them an honorarium. And then, um, so yeah, help us do that. And then we also would like to upgrade our little uh, electronics a little bit better for you. Um, or really like our, cause we're using like some free systems to get this podcast out to you, which is working, but we yeah. could, um, upgrade that. And that would be amazing. Yeah. Anything else on that front, Brian? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think just to, you know, reinforce, um, where we are aware there's a, there's a bit of a stigma out there about white people making money talking about racism. Yeah. That's work. awkward. That feels gross. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, we are trying hard to not be those white people making yeah. money off of talking about racism. Yeah. And we have $0 and we want to give, I would love to give all our speakers yeah. at least a $200 honorarium. Like I would yeah, just love it. And then awesome. I go back through and send it to each of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to do that. Yeah. So that, that would be really, really cool. Um, so we wanted to talk about the 16 tips. Do you think we have time to do that today? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so Be the Bridge is one of the first, gosh, when we dove in, we dove into a bunch of different resources. But Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison was recommended to me, and we talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts, by my friend Michelle Jones, and we, um, who's a Black pastor in Portland, Oregon. She's amazing. uh, At Imago Day. You can find her there. Listen to her. Listen to her sermons. She's amazing. And um she turned me on to Latasha Morrison and we started jumping into be the bridge and they have published a document. I am looking for it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 16 tips for white peacemakers. Thank you. And um, the reason why we've been looking at it is because it's challenging. Really so we brilliant. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a part one and a part two. Today we're doing part three. We're going to finish up tips twelve through sixteen, and they're they're really good and helpful. They're actually like quite simply, they're a way for white people to love their black and brown neighbors as themselves. Amen. That that's the idea. It's sometimes I think. We hear that we hear Jesus make these commands. Like I, I, he highlights what's the the first command: love the Lord your God, all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Right, and we say, "Help me, God, do that." Second command: love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, God, help me do that. And then we just stop. We don't we don't engage the practical how tos. Right, like to love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength requires that I might need to make some changes and repent. 
to love my neighbor with the same quality of love and thought and mentality and perspective that I have for myself requires I make some changes. Yeah. It, it, it requires I examine how do I interact with people? Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe. And that now I'm going to speak as Brian Kildee. Maybe I'm a little narcissistic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe, just maybe, uh, I value <laughs> my vocabulary so much really <laughs> that I actually disregard other people. Oh, well. Ah, well, you mean, you mean paying attention Ooh. to the word choices I use? Sure to where I make eye contact, to where I don't, to how defensive I am actually yeah. helps me poise myself for Jesus to answer this prayer request of make me a person who loves his neighbor as itself. Yeah. Latasha Morrison's uh, 16 tips for white peacemakers is just practical how-tos for, for doing that. Totally. And uh, reading through it in preparation for this, white, that for this podcast, I realized um, I didn't know it was there before, but especially you'll hear it in, ver in uh, verses, sorry, tips 12 through 16, it uses the word our, almost like, mm -hmm. like it's, it's white people under the tutelage, if you will, the discipleship of, of Latasha Morrison going, hey, you know what, here are some changes we can make. Definitely. And you'll hear the our language and the we language in these okay. last couple of tips that you go, oh, okay, this is, this is a call for all of us and it's good. Yeah. And as we love our neighbor as ourself, that is loving God. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I love that connection. I, I would love if you haven't overlapped those two, try it. Loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving our neighbor as ourselves like, it's so nice to go and because we're representing God to that neighbor. Like, God loves them. How, how can we love them too? Okay. What is that? Uh, what do you want to say? What do you want to well, say? What do you want to yeah, say? I, Come on, bring sorry. it. Bring this, it. This is the preacher in me. Here it goes. Okay. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, me and Brian haven't been preaching. So yeah. now we're talking to you for a long yeah, time. <laughs> right. um, but when, when Jesus is addressing the Pharisees or any of the religious leaders, they believe they have loving God down because of all of their religious stuff. And Jesus reminds them, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. That, that is the clue as to what loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength looks like. It looks like loving your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's the examine, right? Uh, if I want to love God with all of who I am, if I want it to look like I love God with all of who I am, then I have to ask, am I loving my neighbors myself? Yeah. And, and why it's safe to look at that with Jesus, because there's always grace. Mm -hmm. It's not like downward spiral into shame, like, oh, shoot, I haven't done enough. It's a, okay, I, I see where I haven't. Yeah. And the forgiveness and redemption of Jesus at the cross inspires me to say, I can do more. Totally. So good. So good. And when we see our neighbors hurting, we, we help. help and them. this is Latasha Morrison giving us words to, to really see that better. That's right. So tip 12. And oh, by the way, you can find this at breathebridge.com. 
um, buy all of her books, buy her curriculum. She's actually, I think, just writing another book right now. Um, join her group on Facebook, Be the Bridge. We have, we're a part of a ministry group. I'm actually a moderator for it, which is super fun. So if you're a pastor and listening, join the Be the Bridge ministry group. That would be really cool. Number 12, don't attempt to equate your experiences visiting, serving, or living overseas. Oh my goodness. With the experience of being a person of color in America. You may have been a minority in your setting, but it is not an equivalent experience. Being a person of color in America includes a different set of dynamics. White supremacy is not unique to America, but rather a worldwide phenomenon. I've totally done this. <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm laughing. It's so painful. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's really embarrassing. Uh, sometimes looking in the mirror ain't that great, you know? <laughs> Just like, oh, you know, when, Jay, when James says, yeah. You know, don't forget what you look like after looking in the mirror. Yeah. This this is one of those spots where I'm like, I, I, I'd be okay forgetting what I look like. <laughs> so, well, well, that's what we do. That's why racism like perpetuates yeah. Yeah. because we go, oh my gosh, I've done that. I don't want to look at that. I have too much shame and I'm yeah. just going to pretend that's not true. So I, I'm going to tell you exactly how I've done this. Okay, okay? go. And um, so I, uh, a number of years ago uh, was asked to be a speaker at a retreat uh, for a, a Chinese, a predominantly Chinese church. And they had a, um, a, a English speaking portion of their church. And so they wanted uh, at their retreat um, for those who only knew English to have someone who spoke in English. And then there'd be a, a separate like spot during the retreat for those who spoke, you know, Mandarin and Cantonese. In any case, they asked me to come and speak and, and it was great. Like it was a super awesome experience, but the only time anybody spoke in English with these, this English group of people was like during the speaking time, right? <laughs> anytime other, any other time in the retreat, the retreat, everybody only spoke in Chinese and I had no idea what they were saying. Of course. And they'd be laughing about stuff and I'd be like, Oh, I want that. I wonder what they're laughing about. And just like in the passing, like walking anywhere, that's all that's happening is Chinese. And I literally had the thought, oh, this must be what it's like. Now I know. And then, of course. No, please, please. I'm scared. Sunday night, I drive home back to my English speaking all the time world and can say, now I know what it's like. But you didn't say that to anybody, did you? Uh, no. Oh, not. thank God. That's I, what I was I, worried you were going to say, that you were going to get up on stage and be like, no, uh, I know what it's like. <laughs> you know, let's see. It's possible. I, I may have I may have once, like as a sermon illustration or something like that. It, it's very possible. I don't remember. Yeah. I just know, like, the mentality. Like, that was, that was in my head, like, okay, now I know what it's like. Oh, my gosh. And this... This tip number 12 is saying you absolutely don't, white person, yeah, because really you can always leave. Exactly. And your experience as a white person goes with you in any, right. and it's still, yeah. the white supremacy is still a problem globally. That's not right. not everywhere as much, but it's it's terrible. I mean, you listen yeah. to Gift Wango's post, uh, podcast yeah. that we did, and yeah. you'll be like, wow. So, yeah, cool. And, and. Let's just reiterate too that that's not to say like there is a difference between racism and racial prejudice. Yes. 
anyone can have racial prejudice. Mm. Uh, and, and there's lots of stories of that that are super unfortunate, okay? Totally, totally. Racism is about a, a dominant group of people um, exercising superiority about their ethnicity or skin color over everyone else. Yeah. And if I'm white and a man, I'm at the top of all the isms. Yeah. I represent all of the isms anywhere I go. And there has to be an acknowledgement of, of how that impacts. Yep. I, I, I will never know exactly what it's like. Totally. Despite having moments in my life, that doesn't mean I, I know what it's like. That's right. So good. 13, don't underestimate the impact of your words. Oh, I love this. You have the power to inflict real lasting damage in these conversations. Be careful. Melanin is not a protective shield. Decide if you want to be a bomb or a battering ram. Oh my goodness. It's this one's hard for me because it's um we don't know what we don't know too. And I think we, I think we hurt people of color a lot with our, with our insensitive way of talking about it, especially because we're talking to somebody that we, that we love. Like we're yeah. talking to someone that we think is just a cool, awesome friend of ours. And we can sometimes I think be insensitive to some of the things that they're up against because it's not our reality as white people. Yeah. And especially if they do try to take the risk to share and then we blow it off like, oh, I didn't mean that. It's fine. You're like it's totally like we totally like dismiss it and disregard. I I think um, at the same time, there there are clues given along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so even consider like the start of the pandemic yeah. and how um, a certain president coined the term kung flu virus oh lord have mercy and how when (gasps) when it was called attention to like hey that actually really sets us back 50 years and causes a lot of problems that then the response was we should be able to call it whatever we want and if it started in china we should be able to call it the china virus and blah blah blue you know it was called the spanish flu now we should be able to call it the china you know it was just it just launched into this huge like like uh defensiveness of how i should be able to say whatever i want however i want missing as jesus followers the goal is to love our neighbors as ourselves it with me everybody <laughs> how, how many white people would freak out if we if we called something the white man virus oh my gosh first of all we would never the fact that that's hilarious to me is horrible yeah that's never gonna happen yeah never. it's never gonna happen and so yeah. there just has to be a sense of like like as people cry out yes hey, this hurts me Yes. The Jesus follower says, okay, I'll change. Yes. And conversely, when I know there's so many of us, so many white people listening right now that cared very deeply and that see very clearly. And when you just say a little something, invite a person of color that's a friend of yours to express their whatever, 
I cannot believe how, what she says there, like want to be a bomb. I cannot believe their response is so like, thank you, Annie, for saying that. Like, think like when we acknowledge some of the systemic racism that, that our person, our friends of color are up against, it is so surprising to me every time that it's caring. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like, I don't want to bring it up because I, I feel some guilt. Like I wanted to talk about that today, actually too, like white guilt, like, Mm. like it is like not, that's not a helpful one, but it also is real. Like we do have to get over ourselves in that and not white center ourselves with our white guilt. That's right. So how do we, how do we let our words just like this conversation, hopefully please. And again, please correct us us if it's not but how do we let our words be that kind opening to hear and see everybody people of color specifically that's right good okay i'm gonna move on 14 don't forget racism is our problem this -hmm. is what you meant by the r the we language it's so good our people created and sustained it and now it's our job to dismantle it only Mm -hmm. by the grace and mercy of god are people of color willing to walk this road with us toward racial healing and reconciliation honor that reality and how you treat those with whom you want to build bridges yes so good i think i think it's helpful and especially in that last line of like who do you want to build bridges with like Mm -hmm. so if in order to build a bridge you have to see it as our problem yeah and and i think that this is where often the response is Hey, I'm not, I think racism is a sin. I just don't think we need to see racism where it's not. And that that is what like prevents us, right? Mm. Like, like Jesus talks about, uh, and even quotes other prophets, like if you, if you have the eyes to see, you will see. If you have the ears to hear, you will hear. Or yeah. let those who have the ears to hear, let them hear. Absolutely. Let those who have the eyes to see, let them see. So there has to be this sense of, I start with the disposition of, this is our problem. Totally. I represent a legacy of people who mm. have perpetuated this. Yeah. Therefore, this the, is our problem. And I represent a legacy of people that at the systemic level yeah. have benefited from it. That's right. That's right. That's yes. where it's, it's, I feel like sometimes for me, that feels like it can add a little bit of this is terrible still. And I'm, I apologize profusely and I, I expect to be corrected actually, but that we were, we, that white people in general were systemically benefited from racism, you know, a few decades ago and that we continue in that, the benefit of that. I'm saying that weird, but. Yeah. But that I think is often the, the, the hot language uh, for, for many of us white people. Really? Um, Like, did I say something hot? No, no, no. I think like, not for people of color, but for those who are white to say, no, I'm not racist. Like, like that means like what you just said means I have to, I have to start from the disposition that I'm still benefiting from this. That means I have to acknowledge that it exists. And many of us white people do not want to do that. Yeah. We go, no, that has been taken care of. That's been dealt with. I'm not, I'm not, I I only have what I have because I've worked hard and I have struggles Mm -hmm. too. And so we all have struggles. Everybody's struggles are different. No one struggle is more higher than another person. So 
it's I've worked like, hard. I know what poverty is. I know what being poor oh, is. I, I'm like I've had so to work hard here. for my education, for my, you know, whatever. Like it, it's, it's a, it's difficult yeah. as the Bible says to humble ourselves before yes. the Lord Yes. and say, God, tell me what you see totally. and to accept what God sees. Like, like the way he tells it through yeah the people i might be hurting or insensitive totally totally that's so good and that that last line too brian honor the reality and how you treat those with whom you want to build bridges um for real who any people of color that come on this podcast and talk with us oh my gosh what an honor all of the black authors that we follow that we read like thank you thank you thank you so much yeah. for putting your story and your words out there. Um, we'll talk more and more and more about the authors that we follow and love. Like, uh, like, oh my gosh, Austin Channing Brown. Yeah. She posted something amazing about being a woman in ministry. And I definitely want to talk about that soon. But yeah, the other thing, like, I'm, I'm like, frantically, if you follow a person of color, there's so many amazing black leaders and, and people of color of all ethnicities yeah. that, um, that you can support, that you can go to their Patreon and give them 20 bucks, like just right now on a whim, like just do it. Go to, go to some of those women and men that you follow, like Albert Tate, Jamar Tisby, Rich Velotis, uh, Austin Channing Brown, Joe Saxton, any, who else? Cheryl Neb, Neb Power. Oh, I just butchered her name. I'll, I'll type it in the notes, but go to them and just give like and yeah. it's just to honor that they are doing the work with us us that's white right. people that it's our problem so good yeah okay sorry soapbox i totally oh, soapbox that was good that was really good thank you okay moving to 15 okay don't get defensive when you're called out for any of the above oh, what what are you saying down. what are you talking what? about i'm defensive right now Why would you say that? that i was defensive <laughs> i'm not being defensive <laughs> i'm sorry oh my gosh Brian. Riff, riff, riff. Yes. When a person of color tells you that your words, tone, or behavior are racist, oppressive, and triggering, you stop. What? Oh, man. (laughs) Don't try to explain yourself. See number six. Don't become passive, aggressive, or sarcastic. Don't leave in a huff. It may be helpful, however, to inconspicuously step outside, go to the restroom, and take a deep breath. Mm. Remain cognizant of the dynamics of white fragility and take note of how it usually shows up in you. When you get defensive or leave the conversation, you reinforce to people of color that white people are not a safe people with which to have this conversation. Oh my gosh. You should see Brian's face right now. He's like, whoa, this, go, this is go, so, man, go. it's so convicting and so telling, Yeah, you know, I, so, all right. I don't know yeah. if I've shared this yet in this podcast series. I, I definitely I shared it a lot with the church that I got to pastor at. Yeah. I'm an angry guy. <laughs> like, funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. It's like when I, when I f- first watched the Avengers movie, like in the theater and Bruce Banner goes, let me tell you my secret. You want to know my secret? I'm always angry. And then just bust out into the Hulk and takes that big, you know, like alien ship down. I'm like, yeah, I'm the Hulk. Oh, wait a minute. I'm the Hulk. Like, it's just, 
like I get it. Like the like like to just have anger at the surface. Like it's just yeah. like yeah. and yeah. and I'm 47 and yeah. I would love to be able to be like, um, hey, I have no resentments. I I have I'm light. I have nothing. Uh, I've done all the things, all the things they tell you that Christianity teaches, that Jesus teaches, the Bible teaches about how to let go and how to forgive. It all works. And you know what? I have things I don't know how to let go of. And the resentments are there and the anger is there and I get fired up, which means I have to be very practiced in every relational circle I'm in, every board meeting, every work situation at, at paying attention to what triggers me and how to handle my triggers because yeah. this is the way I have to cope on this side of life. Yeah. Now, enter the subject of race. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all of the coping skills that any of us white people have with each other, we throw them out the window and we say, how dare you? How dare you say I'm racist? How dare you say, how dare you, how dare you, how dare you? And that is the part I think that is like convicting, I think, but also telling of really just how, how much we are not used to being in the water of talking about racism yeah, and unwilling, and maybe even how, like, this is going to be offensive, how fragile my faith in Jesus is mm-hmm. that here's this area. I'm unwilling to engage or talk about or be called out upon or called out on. And that only perpetuates all of the hurt and insensitivity that already exists towards any person of color. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think it's twofold. Like one, it keeps us the defensive, frustrated, angry space in our hearts keeps us from actually doing the work. I think we've had, when we led that be the bridge group, um on zoom uh, like a year ago and many people share like how convicting how how it's so tempting to get defensive because they don't it's hard to embrace about yourself any any of my area of struggle like honestly like when i see that i'm entitled when i see that i'm arrogant when i see that i'm like if there's a part of me that's like no i'm not like this really little like and then i'm like oh wait i do just like I did just take up all that space. I did just kind of bulldoze that situation. And I have to like slow down and go, was I arrogant? Was I entitled? Do I think that it should be my way? And then when it comes to racism, it's like, oh, wait. Because I mean, this this happens to me quite often, especially when I'm... um, looking at some of the people that I follow on Instagram, I can't think of any specific case, but there's been a couple that I've like, oh gosh, it was um, Push Black. They posted something about uh, Black, oh Lord, have mercy, Black slaves being wet nurses for white women's babies and like how that plays out. And I felt defensive. I felt like, I felt like, but the white woman was also oppressed by the, the husband that was the, the boss, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I got defensive of like, you know, it was super, I, I saw it in my heart and I felt grossed out because I was like, that is completely the, mm. it, yes, my point is valid, 
but that is not what they're talking about. And this owning a person and having them nurse a baby is like such horror of oppression. Yeah. Like, and, and so like, even my, like, cause my, like my immediate defense was like, wait, wait, that white woman, that white woman. And I was like, oh my gosh, Annie, you're doing it. You're doing that thing that people of color constantly are saying, we can't even talk to you because you just make it about you. Yeah. It was really convicting. I'm glad I remembered it. Thanks Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brian. Okay. Uh, 16, you want to say more? Uh, uh, No, it's, uh, I was just going to say this last tip is awesome. It's really, really good. Um, No, go for it. You do it. Don't give up. This will be hard. Lifelong process. Take care of yourself. She's so sweet. Find community. Take time to disconnect and process. Abide in the word. Pray, laugh, cry, yell, sit quietly, sing, dance. Remember that our hope is in Jesus who is present and who sees all and who grieves more deeply than you over racial oppression. Amen. Then come back and work hard again tomorrow. People of color don't get to step out of their skin and walk away the way that we can, white people. Remain even when it's harder than you imagined it could be in solidarity. Wow. I I just find that really consoling. It's, It's again, like perspective shaping. Um, it is hard work and, and we are still not aware of how hard the work is. Uh, I've really only been doing this work for uh, a year and a half, barely, yeah. barely. Yeah. And it's hard. Uh, that's nothing. It's nothing. Yes. And, and the whole idea, uh, I love the picture that Jesus grieves this more than I do. That's very helpful. That's very important. It's humbling. And also like, I'm grateful. Yeah. I don't, I don't actually have to carry it as much as Jesus does because I can't, I can't carry it as much as he does. Um, But I can join him in the work to the degree that he invites me. Yeah. And that's always the case, right? With, with any ministry, with any endeavor, with any, holy spirit forward moving type work Uh, we're always invited into the good works that god does but god never says carry more than i do he never says get ahead of me he's actually very very caring very caring there's there's only one bloodied lamb that approached the throne and grabbed the scroll only one yeah and he he never asks us to do that because we can't. Totally. We cannot. Instead, we cannot. Instead, we are saved by him. We are redeemed by him. And then he says, just, just show people who I am and how you live. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And Brian, I would add that, and I know you know this, this is just as we hold this together. Okay, everybody, that's what we're doing. Um, white people. We can let God hold this pain because he holds it way more than we do. And we, I think we should admit and confess that people of color also hold it way more than we do. They, we get to step out, like, like Latasha's saying here, like we get to step out 
of the conversation and they embody it in their, in their bodies. They live it every day in every situation. Yeah. Uh, in every situation and getting pulled yeah. over in a car and encountering people in a gas station in in walking down the street and jogging down the street, Brian. Yep. Yep. That's right. We, we just have to admit that Jesus even holds it more than they do. And they hold it 99.9% more than we do. Yep. It's yep. really super important. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. What kind of care do we need right now? Like, just like, let's just say me and you for me and you right now. Cause I just want to like take a deep breath. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe even like lay down. Like it's almost lunchtime where when we're recording. So I'm like, I might eat something nourishing. What do I need to do? Yeah. Talk to God. Yeah, I I think prayer. It's that's mm, let's have we ended in prayer before? Let's do that today. Uh not very often actually let's do it yeah. let's do it now yeah, do you mind would please, you like to yeah i'd love to please heavenly father we come to you in the name of jesus and we ask holy spirit would you fall upon us would you wash over us would you be present in us for our listeners who have decided to just join us in prayer right now would would you be palpably tangibly emotionally mentally present upon us and in us yeah. we need your settling you are the only one who can instill your sense of justice and and also equally as much your empathy and your compassion and your grace and your forgiveness and your mercy and your truth. And we just need to sit with you. Holy, loving, awesome God. Jesus, we love you. We lift all burdens to you and recognize that we actually try to take them back. We lift those to you. For just this moment of just feeling light, but also uh, feeling grief and worry, anxiety and concern and fatigue. God of resurrection, give us life. May our hope be in you and in your everlasting kingdom that is now and not yet. May it not be in who's president, may it not be in Democrats or Republicans. May it not be in white or black. May it not be in money. May it not be in homes. 
May our full sense of trust and consolation be in you. Not our education, not our standing, but in you. And as we have faith and trust in you, may we feel safety and confidence and readiness to ask the hard questions and accept the hard answers. May we be faithfully remorseful. May we be able to laugh at ourselves. And may we have from you what it takes to move forward to love you with all of our being and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Mm. May we be as good to each other as you are to us. Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Mm. Thanks, Brian. For... I, I, that last tip also, like, it's nice to have a partner that we do this together. Yeah, yeah. This would be this would be even harder alone. Yep. And if if you're a listener doing it alone, consider yourselves with us. You're with yeah. us. You're not alone. Absolutely. So reach out. We're going to pray. I'm. You know what? I haven't been praying for our listeners, and I'm going to pray for our listeners now. Adding yeah. that to my prayers. We're praying for you as you do this work because it's hard and vulnerable and important, and the people of color that we love that are that struggle with this oppressive system they it's important work for all of us it's really good that we do it so all right i think that's it for us today thanks so much for joining us and listening in um tuning in can't believe i still (laughs) listening in tuning in whatever Uh, what is it but anyway all right glad to have you we'll, we'll catch you back here next week Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.